All right, this is Jared again with Lefty's Precision Rifle Podcast. I've got Chris and Chad on with me, and we're going to do a post-match report from the Great Plains Precision uh, Rifle match that we just went and shot actually yesterday. It was on the 15th of August. So we'll start off. We'll start off with you, Chris. Uh, what did you do to prepare for the for the match? Uh, I really didn't do too much. I'm probably went out and dry fired a couple times, maybe. Um, went out to Twin Peaks, verified BC at a thousand yards. Um, but outside of that, with Conway being shut down right now for zoning changes and stuff like that, I uh, pretty much dry fired, and that's about it. Chad, how about you? <laughs> Oh, well, after my performance yesterday, apparently nothing. <laughs> no, uh, um, I've got, I've got, I'm lucky enough to have a hundred yards here at my house. So I, I ran my 22 quite a bit, um, just practicing on my fundamentals. Um, I did join Chris and verifying some BC, uh, so, and everything like that. So I thought I was pretty squared away before I was, we were ready. So I did the same thing really. I, I didn't, did some dry firing in the house. I have that little DST deal that I practice with. Obviously not enough dry firing. Um, I wish I could have got some rounds in, but yeah, like we talked about, last time I've actually pulled a trigger and rounded off was like three weeks ago. And you could tell I was a little rusty. I think I was slapping the trigger a little bit every once in a while, just getting getting in a hurry, but get a little bit more into that. But yeah, dry firing and need to do a lot more dry firing. So that's what I'm going to stick with. That's going to be my excuse at least. Um, next, we'll go into what we were shooting. I'll start off. I was shooting my 6BR with the 105 hybrid, 105 hybrids. It was hammering. Um, we'll get into the stages, but I started off that one stage and it hammered. I cleaned it. So obviously it wasn't the gun the rest of the day. It was me. But what about you, Chad? What were you shooting? Uh, I did run my Dasher um, with the 103 Vapor Trails. So, um, you know, and, and they hammer, they're, they're accurate. So we'll, we'll get into the whole cluster that I ran into that we're, we're going to try to sort out this before the box Canyon showdown. <laughs> and Chris, uh, I was shooting my six millimeter BRA. I just spun the barrel on. I think I had a couple hundred rounds through it with the one Oh nine burger hybrids, which so far have been working very well for me, obviously. Um, uh, but yeah, that's what I was shooting. Thought about taking the GT. Almost, almost took it at the last minute. And I, uh, I think I said something to my wife about, "Hey, I kind of found this load with this powder. I think about just taking the GT and running." And she's like, "I'm pretty sure you told me before you shouldn't do that." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. I probably just take the VRA." <laughs> yeah, well, so good. Even my wife's hearing about it enough that she, even she's smart enough to be like, "That's a dumb idea." Yeah, well, <laughs> good thing you end up doing the BR. Yeah, one yeah. of us have done that has done that before, and I think it didn't work out so well. Yeah, I think that turned out well for you. That was a good decision. Yeah, uh, it, 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 I'm definitely happy. I'm happy she gave me that advice. Yeah, well, I remember you showing up. Did you show up yesterday morning? You told me something about it. Yeah, I've only got a couple hundred rounds. I didn't really check zero. We'll just run it and see but, what goes. See what happens. Yeah. When when Chad and I went out to Twin Peaks Rifle Range, uh, we didn't we didn't paint. There was a hundred yard board right there. It didn't even put up paper. And 
check it and I wasn't a hundred percent sure if I zeroed it after I developed the load that I, I had for it. So I was going to go out and do it and then, uh, add some, some stuff come up that I had to take care of and didn't, didn't end up not having time to get out there. But, um, and on that first stage, you guys know, I thought, I thought my zero was off. Cause that first, that first, that first day I started out, I was like, this is going to be a long day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You started off a little rough. You definitely cleaned it up. We'll get into that for sure. Um, so next was, uh, what stage, what stages, if there were any that you were not looking forward to, or you're looking forward to, because we all went out there and shot, shot, uh, once before. So we knew there's going to be somewhat the same stages. So Chris, we'll start with you. What were you, what stage were you looking forward to compared to last time and not looking forward to? I was, I was actually trying to think of <clears throat> what stage I was looking forward to, but I think most of the stages there are all pretty fun. So I, I don't know if I could really pick one out that I was really looking forward to. I kind of wanted to get back on that tree stump again, or the tree branch, because I, I really screwed that one up the last time. Um, as far as the stage I was looking forward to, up on top of that deck on the right side, I don't know what it is, but two matches in a row, I cannot figure out the win on that 702, 75% Ispik or whatever the heck it is. I cannot figure the win out. I dance all around, I think, two matches in a row now. Yeah, I think a lot of people struggled with that stage. It's the same thing. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it shouldn't be that tough, and it is. Yeah. yeah. It's horrible. My – Mine, the stage I was not looking forward to was that that long stage, 11-12. That first time we shot it, I got a one. And this time, I got a one. So it's still my arch nemesis. I hate that thing. And it's got, a big old, it's, it's got a great big old target out there, 24-inch, you know, 2MA, 2MOA target. But I'm giving it – at both times, I've gave it too much wind. I'm shooting way off the side of the burn where there's a bunch of grass. I think that's one of my issues i got to start learning. But – I hate that long one. And you guys get up there and just run it and just rail it seven, eights, <laughs> nines. I'm back here just trying to see where I'm impacting that. I hate that stage. I think that that's one of those stages where if you miss the first shot, you're going to start second guessing yourself really bad because <laughs> yeah. you can't, you can't see where your round goes. So you're, you're really going to start second guessing everything you just tried to figure out. Uh, so when I, when I squeezed off that first one and made that impact, I was like, Oh, thank goodness. So I, I didn't want to have to try to figure out in my head where that went. <laughs> yeah, well, don't trust me. <laughs> Chad, was there any was there any of them that you were looking forward to compared from last time? Uh, I kind of I kind of look look a little forward to that long one. I, I kind of like that long one. Um, just you know, you don't get a long lot of long round stages or long distance stages, so that's always one pretty fun. And then. Uh, um, I kind of wanted some redemption on the on the barrels, so those, those barrels always seem to get me. <laughs> yeah. Well, last last time they cook your arm if you touched them. So yeah, yeah. Man, we we shot them first time this time, so I think it worked out. But yeah, last time we were we were leaving skin on those barrels last time. <laughs> yeah, I actually wore long sleeves. Um, granted, I wore one of Chris's. I, I got one of Chris's. Uh, sun sun shirts, but I actually wore one on my own just in case he didn't bring it. I was gonna have long sleeves on this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of those learn your lessons. So I'll start this one off. How'd the match go? So sticking with the whole plan of this podcast for new and mid pack shooters. As this shows how dedicated I am. 
I ended up 32nd of 64. So you can't question my dedication on this whole podcast piece because when there's mid-pack, I think I nailed it. <laughs> how, how about how about you, well, Chad? Well, I ended up I ended up 34 of of the 64, so I was two positions behind you. So uh, overall, impressive match. Uh, honestly, I didn't feel I didn't feel that I made any. Well, I felt I did make one mental mistake. Um, and I kind of put it out of my mind. That was the one thing is I was trying to let every stage go. So I can't even remember the mental mistake I made, but I know I made one, but I felt like every, every trigger pull and every shot was good. So, so that, that, that left me pretty good. So um, I, I was struggling with what we've determined to be some equipment issues. Um, hopefully I've got those squared away. I did some work on that today. So. And, and Chris, let's go ahead and get that. Well, I can I can say I ended up shooting a lot better than I thought I did. <clears throat> I'm actually actually reading through your your uh, reading through some of the the notes and stuff. I kind of went back and looked because I started off with a five, as you all know, and I thought I thought my zero was off. I think I think I said what two to three tenths, right? I thought after that first stage because I was you know, missing that popper. I think it was like 300 yards. I mean, I was dancing all around. I think I couldn't, I couldn't get on it. And then, um, so I dropped five points there. And then I had another stage where I had a five. And then I had that PRS barricade where I had a six. So I went back and looked at it in three stages. I dropped 14 points and the next eight stages, I dropped eight points. So I think that that five, I think that's, it got it in my head the rest of the match that I was, I was done for after that five. And so the rest of the match, every time I'd miss something, I was like, Oh, there I am down another point, you know? Um, so I actually going through the match had, I really didn't feel like I shot that well, um, but come, come to the end of it, you know, ended up getting third place uh, with 88 points there. But I, it, I honestly, I didn't think I shot that well until, until some other people started talking about their scores and they're like, oh, I shot pretty well. I got a 72 and I shot pretty well. I got a 77. I'm like, man, maybe I did do pretty well. So, yeah. but it, I honestly didn't, uh, I didn't feel like I shot that well. But, yeah. I know we was all well, yeah. and out there with the, the Italian points. I know Chad had said something to you about, wait a minute, 88. I think you're going to be up there. And you were, you, yeah. still, you still weren't believing him. And then, yeah, come to find yeah. out you had second and then, it, and then, then bumped to third. But yeah, you had a yeah. pretty good show, which, our whole squad shot pretty good. I, with Greg and Jake and Ben and all the guys. Yeah, we had three people. Our squad had three people in the top five. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, we had a good. We had a good group for sure. Yeah, and it was just. I don't think I've shot with a squad like that. Everybody's helping each other out, picking up brass, you know, taking care of times and stuff like that. Usually, there's one or two just kind of sitting back, not not doing a whole lot or not talking a lot, but. That squad was pretty cool. Squad five was pretty good. So we we covered some of this, but any favorite stages? Chris, you want to go? Yeah, I, like I said, I, I kind of like all of the stages there. I don't know if it's you know I, some of the, most of the targets at that match are pretty generous, you know, for the most part. 
So I think every stage seems fun. The 90 second time limits on the stages didn't seem too bad because you didn't move, change targets a lot. Um, I don't know. I've, I kind of enjoyed the tank traps only because that's what I've been dry firing practicing. And I think I actually got a nine or a 10 on that one. So my dry fire practice on the tank traps has definitely been paying off. Um, but I, I really enjoy, I think the only stages, there's only two stages I really didn't enjoy. And it was that PRS barricade because it shakes so much. Uh, and then that t- on top of that deck on the right side, because I, I, for some reason I can't figure out those targets. So other than that, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed most of the, most of the stages. Chad, how about you? You have anything to add from earlier? No, same thing. Same thing. I mean, it's, I enjoy them. I enjoy all of them. They're, it's fun. It's, it's good match. It's, it's good mix between some give me's what I would consider some give me's and some tough stuff. Um, there, there's borderline, uh, Chris mentioned the PRS barricade shaking. Um, I think added to the, I don't mind a shaky PRS barricade. I've shot a lot of them in my time. Um, I didn't like the triangles where you can't even get a bag in there. Um, To me, that's borderline gimmicky. And I'm not big into gimmicky stages. You know, Um, if you want to make a stage tough, put a small target out there. Don't, don't try to make the, the barricade or the obstacle or the, the prop gimmicky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they end up taking care of that, that barricade right after the match. Yeah. yeah. Jake, Jake, Jake went took over care of that puppy. Yeah. Jake and Michael went over there and <laughs> tore that thing down. So I think everybody was on, I think everybody was on the same page with uh, the PRS barricade. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy to see it gone. Yeah. So. That, that was nice. We'll go, go back up there. That one, that one won't be there. <laughs> anymore. So, yeah, my my favorites. I like. Well, I started off on the barrel stage one, shooter one, and that little three inch popper, and I was worried. But I ended up cleaning that for the first first stage of the day, so I knew something was had to go wrong. But I, I always like shooting off those barrels. The rocks were new. I like shooting off those rocks. That was that was a fun stage. Yeah, and I like I like the tree tubes. That's just I like the ones where we've got some movement. Even though they were 90-second part-times, we still had some movement, but we didn't have a whole lot of target changes. So that was pretty good. I like, I like moving all around in the trees and the coyotes. I like doing that stuff because that's actually stuff I'll actually be shooting when I'm out chasing coyotes, shooting off trees or fence posts. But, and like I said, I already, I already covered my least favorite, <laughs> that long one. Um. I'll start off on this one, what, what I learned from the match. So I talked a little bit about it earlier was just reading the wind. When I, I think when I first started, I wasn't ever given enough wind. And now I think I'm given too much wind. So I just got to get comfortable with what I'm shooting, I think. And then just I look at my Kestrel and I look down and watching pain or the weeds, which we didn't have a whole lot of wind this time, or it was in our face majority of the time. but just trying to learn and, and see what it's doing midway and, and uh, at the berm that we're shooting at. So I think if I would have watched some more, I would have cut some of the numbers off the Kestrel was giving me. And then uh, my other one is uh, slow down and don't rush. Like I said, I think I was slapping the trigger on some of those, just getting in a hurry, which I only timed out on one, which is that barricade trying to get shoved in those triangles. But I only, 
that was the only one I timed out on on 90 second stages. I think I just need to slow down. I think I had at least five seconds on every stage, sometimes 10. So I just slow down and take my time and get a good trigger press instead of getting in a hurry. That's, that's what I need to start working on and learn from this match. Chad, how about you? Um, so I came into this match. Um, I actually tried something completely different with judging my wind. Um, I saw you. I saw you holding your Kestrel. Wonder yeah, what was going I on. Let's hear. A different. So, um, so I was trying something new. Um, it took me about probably maybe about three four stages. Um, those cl those close ones, you know, I, I dropped one or two on them. Um, those were pretty good. Uh, I completely blew the wind call on that long one, so it took me about four rounds to find it. But uh, I found it on my sixth round and or my fifth round and cleaned it after that. So I got the six. I dropped four, um, and then kind of blew the wind call on the the stage we keep talking about with the two ipsticks. Um, just couldn't find it there. But once that once I figured out how I wanted to use that new technique. I was pretty much dead on with wind. Um, so I was happy with that. That was, that was a good takeaway. Where did you come up with that? I've seen, I've seen another, well, a couple that we shoot with, I won't dime them out or call them out, but one of the couples oh, that we shoot with, I, I've seen I using actually, that. I, I actually saw, saw Ryan Kimey, Becca Kimey, they both do that. And so I got to talking with Ryan about it and how they use it. Um, they use it completely different. They get a wind. Uh, they only measure full value. So they don't try to get a direction of the wind, anything. They only measure full value with their Kestrel, but then they go to their Spreelock Pro and input that data. Um, I don't run Spreelock or anything like that. I only run my Kestrel. So it took me, it took me a bit because what was happening the first few stages is I would only measure the full value Well, it was swapping the target direction on me. And uh, it took me a bit to, you know, I re readjust it and that's what was throwing me off. So once I started inputting manually inputting target direction and wind direction, then it was, it was almost always dead on. It, g it gave me a good reading after that. I have to, well, if I get to a range, I might have to try that out. Was, yeah, I saw, I saw Becca using that when I shot spear point and she was in our squad and had mm -hmm. me intrigued, but I didn't ask any questions in. And I saw you doing, I was like, huh, something, something I need to figure out here. But what, what about you, Chris? I don't know if there's a whole lot that, that you had to learn other than that first bit, that first uh, yeah, stage. I think I, I learned to make sure I bring uh, more than more rounds oh, yeah. so that I have, I have enough to cover an extra stage that I wasn't prepared for. Um, so I, I kind of did, I did try something that I'd heard on, uh, I think it was Max Orton's podcast about figuring out, you know, the mile per hour of your gun, as they call it, I guess. And, um, so I kind of, I kind of know that my gun actually, based on the, on the, what they teach and I'll probably, and I'll probably mess it up cause I don't know it. I don't know it completely, but, um, the idea is, you know, you figure out the, the wind full value wind speed where your adjustments or wind holds are 0. 0.6 to 600, 0. 0.7 to 700, 0. 0.8 to 800. Um, and then it's like for me, I know doing that, my, my gun's just a little over, it's about 
about a six mile an hour, a little, little bit higher, faster than six mile an hour gun. And since we had those, what, four, three, four, five mile an hour winds all day, I just knew, I just knew that if the target was 700, you know, yards being that my gun's six mile an hour, that I'm not going to be over a 0.6 mil wind hold. And so I was just getting, I was just bracketing between a three and a five. And most of the time at six, seven, hundred yards, that bracket will fit on the target. And so I was just bracketing those on the target, watch the Mirage, make sure it was still blowing the same direction. I was getting pretty, pretty lucky with the first round impacts. Now I did get to the point where we were just shooting straight up there towards the end because the, the wind started to definitely, the wind started to blow in our face pretty much, I don't know what the last five, five stages maybe. So it kind of looked like a boil out there, but it was, you know, actually, actually coming right in our faces. But um, I kind of worked on that a little bit and I felt like it kind of helped me um, get some, get some more first round impacts, which I, maybe I would have gotten them anyway, but, um, and I think I did a little bit better. I, I, I worked on watching the Mirage more, you know, making sure I was watching the Mirage. And I think a couple of times, uh, other than that stage that I keep talking about, it gets me every time, but a couple of times the wind changed direction on me even. Um, and I was able to, able to catch it on a few stages, but, um, I think every match you're learning something. I mean, or, you know, you make some mistakes in a stage and then like, for example, the PRS barricade, I probably could have slowed down. Cause I think when I finished, I was, uh, had a little bit of time left, but it was hard to get stable in those little triangles. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same thing. I, I figured mine out. Mine's like a five mile an hour gun and uh, Max Ordnett talks about it. And then uh, Frank Galley on Sniper's Hide podcast talks about it. And, uh, it would have worked for me on that on that eleven twelve deal. My Kestrel was telling me a three value or a three mile an hour at a full value was like a mil one point one, and I end up having to pull it all the way back out to a point six, and then I finally got my impact, but it's the last one. So I'm I might start I don't know I might try and make a mix of yours and Chad's and get this thing figured out. But. So we we're talking about this before. We don't we don't know when. Well, Chad knows when uh, his next match is. Chris and I are really trying to figure out when we're going to shoot another match. But what do you what do you plan on working on before your next match? And Chad, when you get yours worked in here, what what you figured out? If you want to talk about it, your equipment. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, I've been fighting an issue. Uh, I actually fought it the last match up at at Great Plains. Um, as the day goes on, your barrel starts to stay hot. Um, in a 10 shot string, maybe five, six shots into that string, I, my rounds would mysteriously start going high. And it was almost a consistent. Um, matter of fact, the last stage of the day, uh, we shot that roof to, you know, yesterday we shot that rooftop. And I said, all right, I'm going to purposely, purposely do this. Everybody watch. Let's see what happens. Um, and it was, it was that fifth shot went high. Um, I made a conscious effort to try to measure how much I missed by. And then I held that correction the next, what was it? Three shots, four shots. And yeah, center, punched, yeah center punched that target with those next four shots holding that correction. Um, so it's still a guess, but we're, we're, thinking something wrong. I'm thinking something's wrong with that barrel. Um, it's stripping the jacket. It's changing the BC. Um, 
whatever. So I swapped my barrel out. So I definitely got to get my barrel um, to where it speeds up. I'm going to try to get, you know, 100 rounds through it before next match. And then um, I think I really need to work on, I need to work on that wind technique. Get it dialed down and, and going. How about you, Chris? Oh, I think I, I think my B, my BRA is doing pretty good, so I'll probably I'll probably leave it alone. Um, I'll probably play with the GT a little bit. Um, I think I have I think I'm around 800 rounds in that barrel now. Uh, play with it a little bit. Uh, I was I did try some of that Shears World and that powder, but you know everybody knows powder's kind of hard to get right now. But it did have a little bit of pressure from that. Uh, I think I was around 29.79, but. I might play with that a little bit, but probably just more dry fire practice. Maybe go out, uh, maybe go out to another range and practice a little bit. But I got to figure out what I'm going to shoot again right now because I don't know when that is. Yeah, same, same here. <laughs> That's I'm going to try and do the same. I, I want to. I need to actually pull the trigger and get get used to not slapping the trigger like shit. But I dry fire like we talked about last time. I'll sit there and I'll go slow as can be dry fire. I know I'm following all my fundamentals, doing everything I need to do. It's just I don't know, get under the, get the, the clock going and then I forget everything I'm supposed to be doing or not doing it right or whatever. So that's muscle, uh, muscle memory, I think, repetition. I need to get out and try, try doing that. Shot those 22s at the match. That was fun. I, I might be in the, might end up getting hooked to try and pull a 22 of some sort to be able to use that. Cause I got, I got some places around here close that I could actually shoot one of those. So, yeah. Um, I guess, I guess maybe what, uh, Maybe I'll just end up signing up for box game because there's nothing else to shoot. There you go. For for me anyway. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I mean it, it does make box canyon that much more. Uh, it makes me want to shoot it that much more, knowing there's not really anything else, you know, close close to go shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, and that's drivable. You know, even if you don't stay there, it's, it's a drivable match. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, it definitely changes things just a little bit. Well, yeah, well, and you know that both your guns are hammering right now. Uh, there's no doubt with, with your equipment piece of it. You got it nailed down. Yeah, hey, I'll probably stick with the BRA from here on out. Um, uh, I got a, I, I was kind of worried going into the match that I'd have a little bit of trouble with wind calls and stuff because, you know, that BRA, I think I was running the 109 to 2990, and I'm running 109s in the BRA at 2845. So that 155 mile an hour, you know, feet per second difference, I didn't know how much it would, how much it would affect my wind calls and stuff. But thank goodness there wasn't a lot of wind, so it didn't really turn out to matter too much. But um, I think I'm just going to stick with that because that's, that's probably what I'll take into the KPRC finale in October for sure. Yeah. So overall impressions of the match. Let's, uh, Chris, you want to start this one off? Yeah, I mean, overall, I enjoyed the match. Um, it was fun. I think, uh, I think, wait, what would we say there was there 64, 64 shooters? Yeah. Um, I think it, it got a little crowded sometimes, the way how compact that, that range is. And, um, ending up there on top of that shooting deck, it, it gets pretty crowded. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the match. That's the second time going out there, and I enjoyed it the first time. And, 
I enjoyed it the second time too. I, I could see that if they got a, a big, big match out there, like a hundred, you know, hundred and twenty, hundred plus shooters, it's going to be really crowded. Um, they may need to space that out, space that out a little bit, or um, limit limit the number of people that go up on that deck because it gets really crowded up there. Um, yeah. Trying to, you know, trying to keep the keep it still, but overall, it was, it was fun. Really enjoyed it. Chad, what you think? Uh, I, I got to agree with Chris a little bit on that. Um, it does get a little gr- crowded. Um, it's compact range, which is, which isn't necessarily a bad deal. Um, I know for safety reasons, everybody, everybody lines their guns up, you know, on the firing line. Um, I saw quite a few guns kicked. Matter of fact, I kicked one. Um, so, you know, running, I, I think they're going to need to limit those, matches to 10 stages um possibly try to do away with two stages up on the deck maybe just run one up there um and then uh try to find a place for the you know i mean they got rifle racks but they either need to move them up to the line or something uh, but overall overall tim um tim and them run a great match it, it's a great facility and by God, the damn burnt ends we had for lunch yesterday were killer. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's on my list. So yeah, mine's the same way. I thought it was a good match. We we went up there that first time. We all rode up there together, and we all said we were going to be back. So we obviously went back this time. But yeah, I think the spacing, which I know last time they talked about, they probably are going to do beans on that uh, east side of that that road. They're going to space it out a little bit next year. And I think that's why they kept it to like 70 people because they know that the space is limited. I mean, just parking space, putting your guns up there on the line space, like yeah, space is limited. Uh, but I thought it was a good match. I liked the movement and the 90 seconds. It was, it didn't get, it wasn't a punisher movement with 90 seconds, but it was enough movement to, to make it fun. Like the food was awesome. For a 70-person match, the prize table was ridiculous. So everybody yeah. walked walked out of there with something. That was And that, that was the same as last time we were up there. Like, you have a 70-person one-day match, and Bushnell's coming out there putting a couple thousand dollars worth of glass on the table. I mean, it's nice. They got some, some good sponsors they're working with that are getting a prize table. So giving back to giving back to the one-day shooters, which is real cool. Uh, also, they heard, they heard the, the, the grumbling or the people talking about the uh, the round count. So they put a couple weeks out that is a hundred hundred rounds, and then they end up having one hundred and ten. I think they heard that they took they took that in consideration for the next one. You know they took the consideration for the uh, oh, the barricade because they tore that thing down. Jake went over there and knocked that down right after the bat. So they heard people. So they're taking the feedback, and like like we talked about, it's the it's a first first year range really. So I think they're they're taking the feedback. It'll just get better from here on out. And they're obviously listening, people and what they're saying. So overall, real good match. I'll go back up there and shoot another one if I get the chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll even fully admit, you know, we, we all three of us are used to club matches. You know, usually being around forty bucks, and and uh, they had that little extra fee, lunch included, and. I know I grumbled. I was like, ah, why don't they just make that optional everything? And that first bite of that sandwich, I was like, all right, that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I had the burn-in sandwich too. That thing was way good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that was that's pretty good. I I meant to walk over there and tell them that before I went up on the on top of the shooting deck. I think our next stage was on that end <clears throat> over there, but I I forgot about going over there and doing it. And we came off the top there. We were walking the other end. I forgot all about it, and they were gone before the end. But yeah, that was that was some good food. Yeah, I'm not I'm not even sure where the trailer was from. I don't I don't even know I, who who was that made it, but it was definitely good. All right, any, anything else to add before we take off, Chad? Um, no, no. Um, I look, I can't think of anything right offhand. Like I said, we had we had a really good, really good squad. It was enjoyable. Um, and of course, when you get to pick who you shoot with and you get to shoot with some friends, it's always fun. Can't complain about whatever place I get. <laughs> Chris? Yeah, it was a good time. Um, I'll probably give a shout-out to Bushnell for donating such an awesome prize table. But um, a lot of people walked away with a lot of good stuff off that prize table. Um, and then Tim, like you said, he's put on a good match in their you know, first year doing PR or what KPRC club matches. So I'm sure it'll, it'll get much, much better and uh, as the time goes on. But, yeah, it was a good time, good company. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, same here. Yeah, big shot. I mean, Bushnell even give one of their one of their real nice scopes to one of the guys out there is running a Cabela's whatever scope, and they picked him out yeah. of the crowd just giving one just for to upgrade his glass. So yeah, Bush, yeah. Bushnell really really stepped up, hooking people up. Yeah, that was. I thought that was really cool of Bushnell to do that. That was stellar to to walk around and they kind of looked at who was running pretty low end scope and, and pull them out of the crowd to hook them up. Yeah. 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 No, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah. They had CZ was up there with those 22s. Like I said, that was, that was a cool little, little side match. Man, giving a 22 suppressor away. Like it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty good setup. Yeah. That was, is that ab suppressors, AB suppressors? It was. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So I think, I think they've got it figured out on how to get new shooters out and how to keep new shooters coming back. To be honest, I think, I think they've got yeah, also, yeah. Also, if uh, Tim's listening to this, let me know where that barbecue place is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I want to tag him. I might drive to Ottawa just to get some burn-in sandwich. See, I, I went through a little town, Pomona, Pomona, Kansas. It was just, Pomona, like, yeah. and there was a barbecue joint there. So I was wondering if that was it, but I'm not sure. I think it was Leroy's barbecue or something like that. Wonder if that was it. I'm not sure if it was. It was a little restaurant, a little brick and mortar, but I don't know if they had a trailer or not. But, yeah, I'm, I'd like to know where it, where it is. Yeah, that was pretty good. Joint. That'd, that'd be one of those even after the match. If they don't have it to go stop by real quick to get some get some barbecue yeah. after a match. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Last thing I had was uh, for listeners. Remember that we got the Vortex Diamondback Pay It Forward post going on Facebook. So get on there. Got quite a few entries and, and shares right now. But the more we get on there, the better. Get on there, and the rules are on there. Post or uh, tag two of your buddies. I get you an entry and share. I get you another entry. Uh, I'll I'll be announcing that and giving that away on the next podcast. So next week, next Saturday or Sunday, I'll announce who won that and get it off in the mail to whoever so they can start using it. And uh, next podcast, I'm gonna. 
trying to get Beamer on and we'll start talking about rifles, like rifle suggestions for reloaders and non-reloaders. So I think that's what a lot of the questions that all of us get. So I'm gonna try and start hammering out those, how people are gonna get into it and how they're gonna stay into it. Suggestions that we, sh we can give. So if you guys don't have anything else, I'll cut it off there. Sounds good, man. All right, thanks fellas for coming on. Congrats, Chris, on that third place. You deserved it, you shot lights out. Thank you. All right, fellas, talk to you later. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Yeah.